entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Aha, uh yeah. -huh, Never been a nigga uh -huh, this good for this yeah. long, this hood. For this strong with so many different. We back in the building. Nice little day outside. Weather cool. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't. You ain't crack a window? What's going on? What you mean you wouldn't know? It's forest up right now. I haven't stepped foot of my out of my house since yesterday when I came back home from work at 8.30. You got a and kid? I, Happy Father's Day, nigga. Fuck. Congrats. No, no, no. No. That's not what you're talking about? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I haven't left my crib, like my house, my place of residence, since last night when the Sixers fucking blew it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you vented? Have you gotten it out? I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get it all the way out. Cause it's like, bro, why, why would that ever happen? Like, what did I do to deserve that? To be honest, like, I don't know what, I just never seen no, 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 no shit like that before. Like, I promise you, like I've watched a lot of basketball. I've watched a lot of football. I ain't never seen no stuff like that before, bro. Not never, not ever. Y'all blew it like that? To the Hawks? Bro, y'all got, got John Collins thinking he bull because he got one dunk. You got Capella thinking he bull when he just got 30-13. And, bro, on some real – bro, for real, for real, people who not – people who just listen to the pod, I appreciate y'all. But right now, like, Yates is holding up the Sixers flag. And it's like, all right, like, you going to troll me too, bro? Now, I'm not throwing shit. I'm fucking, look, I'm not even a big Sixers fan like that. You know what I mean? I like JoJo a lot. I was a bull who was like, yo, Sixers go get Tobias. They could do something years ago. I was never big on that Aussie, though. I wasn't big on him. I... We're skeptical because for since the since the process even started, as a fan who's not a big fan like you are, I'm like a process in, in in theory is a smart thing to do. Get a lot of draft picks from the ass teams in the West who can never compete and build. And y'all ended up drafting some people, you know, some hits, some misses, a lot of misses. But the bull Ben, bro. Bro, for real, for real, bro, like, I'm cool. Like, all the Instagram pics, all the, all the tough emojis, all the, all the tweets, all the down center cities. I, I'm cool. All the, all the, 
Kylie Jenner's. I'm cool. I don't want any of it anymore. Like he can have it all back. Like we packed his shit up in a box and, and that shit is on a curb. Like we took his Tim's and we cut them Johns. We took his J's and we cut them Johns. We took the Kobe's away. He not allowed to wear them anymore. Like they locked him in a box. Like it's done bun for him, bro. We have nothing else to give. We gave it all to him. We said here, we gave it to him, bro. And he blew it. We gave him everything. We made countless excuses for him and he blew it. Y'all. And he blew it. Y'all. This is how you repay us? We've been defending you for years. And this is what you give to us? You make us lose to Trey Young in the second round? Oh, my God. Bro, I'm not okay. I'm not okay right now. If you haven't, if you can't tell, I'm not okay. Listen, Send man. help ASAP. That's all I gotta say. Send help. Listen, man. From day one, when when y'all drafted Ben, it's like, all right, you know, we know what he can do now. Can rebound, can defend, can pass, can create. And during summer league, we're like, oh, he got a little jumper with him. All right, bet. You know I mean? <laughs> It's only up from here. And then you fast forward, is this going to technically be year five or technically year four? It don't matter. Either way, it's too much of a gap to have such a small gap of progression. And it's like, yeah, maybe you can pass better than you could your rookie year. You probably a thousand percent are defending better than you were your rookie year because that's what happens. You know, good defenders become great defenders the longer you're in the league. But the other thing, like the scoring thing, the shooting thing, it's like you've regressed to the point that it's not damn why he ain't shooting. It's damn. He refuses to shoot. And the whole totality of Ben Simmons' career as of now in Philly was really summed up and bottled up in one play. Down to guts of the game and what happens. Ben Simmons happens to get in the post. Uh-oh, that's a first. That's a rarity. Manages to squeak through on a little on a little turn, and he got him, the rim, and Trey Young, and then nigga decides to do a no look pass instead of dunking the ball down to. Subsequently, getting fouled, Matisse Bible gets fouled, misses one, misses one of two. So that two point, maybe three point play that Ben would have had on the and one on the dunk probably because he probably got fouled. Turns into damn near a negative play, a swing of four points because Trey Young goes down and pops a three. And that play right there, bro, is what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all second best player cannot be timid and scared of even, not even scared, refusing to attempt a shot, bro, because the numbers are nuts. I mean, you're right, man. I, I can't I can't fight you on this anymore, Yates. Like, we always go on this back and forth battle of what's going on with Ben Simmons, what he needs, what he has to do, what can he really be 
a viable championship piece of this team. And it's like, for the longest time, I felt like, okay, like if he, he can at least just be aggressive. I, I was able to accept the fact of like, okay, bro, you don't really want to shoot like that. Fine. You just want to be a guy who gets dunks and lays and defends. Okay, fine. I can make that work. And like we build a team to where you can do that. And then you double back and say, nah, like I ain't even going to attack. Like, bro, there was five plays that I could – I could literally rattle off to where I saw Ben Simmons not even attack. You could look at, you could take those same type of plays and find five of those in the regular season where Ben Simmons attacks and scores every single time. And that's the issue. The issue is that not that he can't do it is that he is actively making the choice to not do it. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world, man. You know, like it's always funny. Like I don't, I I'm not a big "I told you so." Hey, I'm right type of guy. Are you? I'm more of the shrug. Hey now, type of boy. You know what I mean? And like I don't know. I, I thought what? You are heavy. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I mean, everybody got a little third person in them. Shit. <laughs> the same thing. But like, that's besides the point. It's like when you play ball, especially as you go up the ranks and, and, and levels change, like your coaching might change, verbiage might change, but like those basic principles that you're taught as a pup, they don't change. Like you get a foot in the paint, you get a paint touch, you should probably be shooting that ball more times than not. Eight out of ten times. You should be shooting that ball. You are in position to shoot a comfortable shot, especially if you happen to be a unicorn who can def- who can dribble and create. And it's like Ben Simmons might have the same type of problem that a dude like Giannis has. And the commonality between them guys, it's not them not being able to shoot or their lack of shooting. It's them not necessarily being American. Because that's sort of a thing that I see with them too. And it's different types of philosophies in which they approach the game. Like we we are always going to, me and you specifically, are always going to hold Giannis to a certain level of expectations because he has multiple MVPs, multiple defensive players of the year. And it's like, if you are telling us as fans and you tell us through the media that, Oh, I'm not going to guard Jimmy Butler. Coach ain't tell me to, you know, coach ain't say that, (laughs) you know, it's like to us, we're like, bro, what the fuck you mean? Like you supposed to, you mean go guard him. But if I take a step back, I'm like, all right, well, he's a, He's a non-American playing ball in an American sport, quote unquote. And he has a different respect for coaches, different respect for authority in that sense, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be because of how he was raised, where he was raised. Who knows? He views the coach as a guy who you don't want to overstep. All right. And he's going to get killed for that mentality at certain times because it's not what we perceive to be ball. 
I can wrestle with that a lot more than a nigga just refusing to not shoot the ball, bro. And Ben being that big and being that successful that early on, he never really needed to shoot the ball. I get it. But my question is, if you go into practice every day for four years and the thing that you're practicing is not getting better, what are you doing in there? I mean, bro, he has he, he gotten better. No, I mean, bro, he switched his shooting hand like three times. He's fired two shooting coaches. Like, <laughs> bro, I, I, like, what do you? I don't know if it's the frustration of him realizing that, like, because I think he tried at one point. I think he actually did try to like work on his shooting and become a shooter. But I don't think that it was consistent enough for to his liking. One, because like that's another thing with like foreign players, like the way that you talk about the way they go about playing the game. Like, I think efficiency is one of the biggest things for like guys overseas. And especially for Ben Simmons, like that's I think how he was brought up in the game is like you want to be the most efficient player on the floor. And so for him, I think with the whole shooting thing, it never got to the point with him to where he felt like it was efficient enough or he was confident enough in the shot that he was going to make enough of them for him to go out there and actually shoot them on the floor. So he always just 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 decided not to do it at all because it was like, I'd rather not do it and be inefficient than do it and and, and actually be inefficient. So I think that's kind of what's what, what, what was going on with Ben Simmons. But no, he has not gotten better. Like, And I think now he's getting to the point where he doesn't know what to do because he felt like he tried that route of, of trying to fix the jump shot and it didn't work out fast enough for him. So he kind of just pushed off to the side and said, fuck it, I don't need it. I'll be good without it. And it's like, yeah, bro, but then what happens when you lose your confidence? Like, you can't even, like, think about it. A guy who isn't shooting well or is having a poor shooting night, what does he normally do? He starts driving the ball, trying to get fouled, get to the foul line, get his rhythm going. He can't do that because, one, he's not a good free throw shooter, and, two, if he drives and gets fouled and he doesn't make the shot, he's back in the situation of not being a good free throw shooter, and that then kills his confidence. Bro, I'm currently looking at the play in which he decided not to shoot, and, like, Like, they're finding more and more angles, camera angles, to watch this drawing, to, like, show this drawing. And I'm looking at it, and it's like, bro, he didn't even look up at the rim. Nope. And the most telling part of that whole play was Joel Embiid at the top of the key. Because, one, everyone is always mad. Why is Joel Embiid floating around the top of the key? Why is Joel Embiid catching the ball 30 feet out? Why is he dribbling? Why is he doing that? He should be down low abusing people. And it's like, yeah, in a perfect world, he would be. He did a lot of that this year, which is probably his MVP year to us. But a lot of why, a lot of the reasons why he's hanging out up there isn't one because <laughs> he can, because he has a talent to do it. It's because the talent is a necessity to allow the offense to function because the guy who's creating for people is not a threat without the ball in his hands. And even when he's handling the ball, he's not that much of a threat. So Embiid floating around 
the top of the key is a thing that has to happen to allow the fluidity of the offense to even be ran. And at the top, he's looking like, you know, hands out to the sides. What the fuck was that? Shoot the ball and complete dismay. His thought process is probably what the entire stadium sounded like when they saw what he did last night. And it's like that type of stuff, bro, these type of performances under this light with those expectations lead to you getting moved. Simply put, because now you're at a crossroads. We've seen this guy for what, four years? Yep. We don't know how coachable he is, how uncoachable he is. All we know as outsiders is he ain't getting better. It don't like the work's being put in. And I don't know if I would be a front office guy and be comfortable with saying, you know what? I think this will be the year that he'll actually get it and get in the gym and put the work in. Because even if he does, you're four years behind. We're, we're, we're in a championship window. We're trying to elongate the career of Joel and B for as long as we can before he either A, retires, B, gets hurt to the point that he can't play no more, or C, which is looking like it could be a thing, which I doubt it will be, but what if he decides, you know what? Get me the fuck out of here. I can't play with this guy. I mean, I don't see that. I mean, I don't see that happening. I know I heard his comments and um after the game and i mean they were also escorts too like little little mini um pieces of of what he said because everybody wants to talk about oh he basically blamed ben simmons for the loss and it's like if you hear the full tape he's saying that that whole sequence after that so like ben simmons missing the the well giving up the shot (laughs) them going that exactly them going one for two at the line then trey young hitting that three and and all the events that happened after that is the reason why they lost that game but i don't see mb leaving but i do see ben leaving ben's gone like i said earlier his stuff is packed up like he he, he's getting the fuck out of there like call tyrone type shit like he's gone bro it's interesting because they both kind of said the same thing in the presser some remnants of you know, I love Philly. I love the city. The city deserves better, blah, 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 blah. And like only one of them really sounded genuine to me because it reads to me from Embiid that like he truly cares. He's out there. Over yeah. This, bro. He's out there on the tournament. This is 30 and 13 in it. Ben Simmons is like, it's like, yeah, you caught me cheating, but I promise you I'm not going to do it no more. And I'm supposed yes. to expect you to change? You a habitual cheater. I hate you, Jody. <laughs> you love me, girl. And it's like, bro, <laughs> the shit, the shit is just like on top of it being like the worst probably loss that I've seen in Philly sports. The thirty for thirty on this shit's going to be wild. Like the mind of Ben Simmons and why. A guy with so much talent just refuses to even do the bare minimum shooting. And now it leaves y'all as a roster, like searching for answers to the point that it's like, all right, well, if we do move Ben, do we hope that he plays in the Olympics and he can show that he's working on his game and teams will actually be like, all right, well, from when he we last saw him in the playoffs versus him playing in the Olympics, it looks like he's gotten a little bit better. I'm a little bit more comfortable picking up the phone and calling Philly and offering a nigga now. 
I mean, yeah, that's, that's what's his that's value. A, I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's still top five defensive player in the league easily. Should have been defensive player of the year. Oh, you mean the guy um, who got played off the court shouldn't have got the defensive player of the year? Hell no. For the third year, for the fourth, for the fifth year in a row in the oh keep going. I'm sorry. Rudy Gobert, bum ass. But no, I mean, he's still a top, top tier defender. He can assist the ball. He can rebound the ball for you. I mean, depending on, like, you got to also think about this. A team like Sacramento, right, who they don't really have a clear direction. You got a guy in Buddy Hill who clearly doesn't really want to be there anymore. He really wanted to get moved last year, but they just weren't able to move him. And, um, you know, they seem to be, I mean, they got Marvin Bagley over there. They got De'Aaron Fox, but they still got Harrison Barnes, large ass contract that they trying to unload onto somebody. So, I mean, for me, I think that the Sixers should try and go grab either De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Heald. Um, you know, you give up Ben Simmons in a second round pick, you take on, you know, Mar- uh, uh, Harrison Barnes contract I'm here for that but like that's the only team right now that I see would even remotely think about trading for a guy in Ben Simmons because they're trying to unload that contract I don't know I mean a hot destination for the Sixers this, uh, since Daryl Morey has been uh, uh, in, in, in control of the reins has been OKC so maybe we somehow get Shy Gilders Alexandria probably not but like I'm just saying like we love trading with them. Like we love trading with OKC. I don't know. Maybe three team trade. I don't know what's going on here. But all I know is, if Ben's not packing, the Sixers are in trouble. You know, it's really, really funny that you say what you say when you said it, and I heard it when you said it, because it's like your guy. 76ers will help Simmons. I'm reading you a report that I just happened to stumble across. Doc Rivers says the team plans to address Ben Simmons' shooting woes involving the right work and doing it the right way. Um, (laughs) Now, I don't know how you feel about that. You said what? Help him do what? Help his shooting woes, doing the right work and doing it the right way. What do you mean? That's what he's saying to you. What the hell does that mean, Alan? What, no, what does that? No, what does that mean? Help him do what the right way. Uh, he's paid people outside of the building <laughs> who specifically do this to help his shooting. And it, it, it's amounted to nothing. <laughs> what is there to help? Is this like, I don't, yo, Rich Paul crazy. I, I, maybe it's Rich Paul because is he somehow like pleading to the Sixers to not trade their guy, his guy? Is LeBron James going on? Is, is LeBron James coming to Philadelphia to teach Ben Simmons how to shoot? Do you want a full quote? I would love it. I Fuck it, right? Let me hear it. 
I believe without going into detail with what we're doing, I believe we know what the right work is and the right type of work and the right way to do it. Rivers said when asked why this offseason will be different as far as Simmons and shooting goes. So one, it sounds off the rip, like, like y'all not moving him, which is one, the wrong thing to do. And then two, he goes, you can do the work all the time, but if it's not done in the right way and the right type of work, you may not improve. After being here for a year, I really do believe we've identified what and how, and now we have to do the part. <laughs> we have to do the work it's not easy. It's not going to be an easy job, but it's definitely a job that Ben can do. Okay. Well, I, I don't know how you feel about that. I don't actually, I, I don't hate that. I don't actually a hundred percent hate that response from Doc because I only say this because he is coming from a different angle. He has been a player in the league. He also was not a player in the league who was, I mean, a great shooter, but he also came from a time period where he didn't need to be a great shooter. And I mean, he's also, I mean, he knows guys like Jason Kidd and stuff like that. So like Doc, he fucking coached Rondo. Like he's been around guys who haven't been great shooters and has gotten the most out of them, which I think is one of the reasons why they hired Doc Rivers to come to Philadelphia. So I do, I, I can I think Doc is trying to one be somewhat trying to, he's trying to like calm everything down. He's trying to bring everything down because he knows the house is on fire. He know that bitch is on fire. But I think Doc is trying to calm everything down. I think if I know Daryl Morey the way I think I know Daryl Morey, Ben is on the block. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I, yeah, I hear what Doc's saying. Doc has to also say this because. If they can't find somebody to trade with Ben to trade for us with for Ben Simmons, he's gonna be stuck with him. So Doc Loki has to say this because if he come right, if he comes out and outright says, "Yeah, we gotta move him," and he stays on the team, now that's a rift in in your relationship with Ben Simmons because now it's clear and out there that you don't believe in him, so you can't even fake the funk on that. So this is also, you know, he, you know, he got to play politics and got to do what he got to do. I understand it. But we all know Daryl Morey likes to make trades. We all know what he did when he first got to Philadelphia. Bye-bye Al Horford. Bye-bye Josh Richardson. And upgraded both positions. Thank you. If there's a offer and a legitimate offer for the Sixers to get better this year, and trade Ben Simmons, it will be made. Best believe it, it will be made. I, I'm not reading too much into that into that comment. <sighs> Coach speak really changes how people view things, man. Like, I'm indifferent on it because, like, like you said, he has to say that because it's like, what well, if he is on the block, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, we're we're trading this guy with no foundational attempt to improve him, which, Thanks. you know, I would assume that people are still doing no matter what anyway, but it's just funny to me because Doc Rivers is also the same guy who's been, you know, backing Ben and saying things like, oh, you know, 
we're cool with Ben not shooting threes. We're cool with Ben not doing this. He does this. He affects the game in so many other ways. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's true. But it's also like, you know, you have to say those things as the coach. Because he's still on the roster right now. Now, whether he mo- he's moved or not, that remains to be seen. But if, like you said, if, if I know Daryl Morey, he's been on the block. <laughs> he was on the block for Harden. Regardless of how they handled the situation and made people think, oh, he wasn't on the block. It was just a bunch of rumors. It was just posturing to get the Nets to give up more, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Now, your name's involved. You are There's some tangibility to that. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's what? Fire. Always. And the fucking <laughs> Sixers is on flames right now. And all Doc Rivers is doing, he's saying the right things. You know what that means? He just dropped a little cup of water in that joint. <laughs> small, <laughs> small fire put out. Top left floor. Okay. But the whole crib's on fire, bro. Literally. And the foundation is what's crumbling because we've heard from all types of people, all types of players from around the organization, people who play with the organization, but the main voice, the biggest voice, if Joel Embiid gets behind closed doors and goes, yo, man, what are we doing here? You know who's going to love to hear that? Daryl Morey. <laughs> he's going to be looking around like, I've been waiting for this co-sign. I got, look, he's going to pull out a fucking CVS list of receipts of potential moves and things to help get the roster better because the roster's not bad, but it's always going to be a clunky roster with Ben Simmons on the floor. You have to create such a uniquely built roster around a guy like him. And in a way they did, because you have the big that can stretch the floor. You have multiple wings who are interchangeable and can shoot and defend and all that. But it's also like you need the guard. You need the guy with the ball to be the guy with the ball at times. Like we saw KD go and do his thing. And the whole world knew it. That's what I'm saying. Like you and we talked about this all the time. Like, like what the Sixers need, and you always have said like they need a big body scoring guard, which is like it was evident. Like you could see down the stretch. Like as great as Joel Embiid is, what they say about bigs is correct. You need a guard to be able to one give him the ball, and also you need a guard to be able to score times. If you look at all the great bigs who've won championships. Tim Duncan, Shaq, Hakeem, they had guys next to, they had guards who could go out there and get them a fucking bucket. Shaq says it all the time. What does he say? Hey, I, I, had, the, I had the great ability to say from night in, night out, hey, hey, Kobe, I need 40 from you tonight. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like, not for nothing, like, think about it, bro. All the crazy game winners we see, the shots to take teams to the next level in the playoffs, they're almost very rarely, almost never outside of probably the Dream, Kareem, Tim Duncan, and Shaq, and Dirk. That's probably the only ones who you've seen get a post-up game winner, and it's a highlight. You know what I mean? So on its face, it's hard 
for a big to be the go-to player late games because the floor is balanced and defended differently from the post. You can't post up a guy with the game on the line and think, oh, they're not going to send a double his way. No, they're always going to send the double. And at that point, it's just a matter of who's going to reverse the ball quick enough and who's going to rotate fast enough. It doesn't work like that. That's why it's hard. So y'all need that guard. I mean, you saw that with Dirk, right? Didn't we see that with Dirk? If you think about Dirk's career and why it took him so long to get to a championship, it's because he never had a guard. It wasn't until he got Jay Kidd and Jason Terry on that team to where he had shooting and then a true point guard who could attack and dish him the ball and score and, and, and get to the cup when needed. That's when he was able to win a championship. You need a guard. And it makes it even worse for the Sixers because when you have a guy in Ben Simmons on the floor who's not a threat to shoot and he's not and he doesn't have the ball in his hand, so he's not gonna he can't drive the ball on you. Now that defender gets to be a help defender. And now when you're when you're rotating defensively, it makes it so much easier because you have one less guy to worry about and you have one extra defender. That's why Atlanta was able to win. Atlanta technically constructionally is not it maybe be a better team, but more talent? They don't have more talent than the Sixers. No, they did not. But matchup-wise, they were able to use Ben Simmons as a hindrance to the Sixers and have it be an advantage for them. And that's how they were able to flip the series. It's just like it's like it's it it's really mind-blowing. Like we we saw two game sevens and It was obvious that, obviously, one, people need help. Like, that's an obvious thing. But two, it's like, man, there's such a – the game is such a a, a fickle thing because a half size of of difference in KD's shoe and the Bucks are out. You know, and we watch – like, I watch people this whole series with the Nets – Oh man, this is how Brian feel now. KD, see how Brian feel. This ain't that. Da, 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 da. If he was real, da, da, da. if he was a Brian, da, 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 da. and it's like, bro, why do we gotta do all that? Why can't it just be? Oh damn, Brian was doing some wild shit when they lost. Why can't it just be? Damn, KD just did some wild shit and they lost. It's a shame they ain't had nobody. But that ain't, even, that ain't even the thing that bugged me the most. I had niggas hitting me up telling me we need to have conversations about James Harden not performing in closeout games like the nigga didn't have a grade two hamstring injury. That's motherfuckers who never played no sports before. You ain't talking about no person with a grade two hamstring not performing in a closeout game. And it's very clear and very evident that he can't run or have any type of burst. He was in neutral gear the whole game. I I said, show me a nigga who had a grade two hammy strain and scored 22. I'm shocked that he did that. And and, and you know know what he said? Well, there ain't really no stats for that. I'm like, nah, just think back to the last time you've seen a nigga play through a grade two hammy and go get 22. Dub two, show me. (laughs) 
You can't because that type of stuff, like it's not tangible conversation. Like we gotta, we gotta keep it funky. Like Kevin Durant, yes, best player in the world right now. Did he come up short? Yes, in theory, yes. But you're not. Yeah, like, he ran out of gas. Yeah, I mean, but what it's like, and that's the thing. He played forty minutes. He played a hundred and two <laughs> out of a hundred and two minutes over the last, I don't know, four games of the series. It's yeah. like, bro, like y'all just want something to talk about now. Y'all just want to hate on something now because there's no way you can say you were a fan of the game and see what he did. I mean, shit, see what Bron did when Bron was doing it. In the finals, no less. Averaging triple-double in the finals, and niggas is telling Brian he got to do more? How? Damn. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even the biggest Brian fan, but it's like, bro, you did do more? That's like telling Julio he just he just caught for fucking 444 yards in the Super Bowl. They lose a game, and you're telling me he got to do more. Huh? Where they do that at? I mean, that's not even the thing, and it's just like, We got to just accept the game for what it is right now. And it's a changing game. You're not wrong with that. And the only thing that like, I really, I, like, I really want to get off my chest is like, niggas got to respect James Harden. I'm not here for any other disrespect from here on out because like when the league starts changing rules and shit to circumvent how good you are, because it's a disadvantage to the integrity of the game and the fabric of the game. You know, that's weird shit niggas is throwing and cliches they throwing. When the James Harden rules come out next year, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Oh, the game weird now, refs drawn. No, this is what y'all niggas asked for. You mean? When you are such a polarizing offensive juggernaut to the point that they got to create a set of things that you are not allowed to do because it's perceived as deceiving the officials you are a automatic first ballot hall of famer for one until you're on the short list of offensive talent to never be fucked with or conversated for again and i just want to get that out the way and free Devin booker man because what the fuck I mean, he 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 loose, man. He real loose over there. But hopefully somewhere in that foul shit that's going on with the NBA, what they're reviewing, they review giving big men they shit. Because there's no reason why my man should average 15 free throws in a, a in, in the regular season and, and not get any in the playoffs, at least in the second round. They, no, need, to, they, need, to, they, they need to adjust that because that's some bullshit. No, that's a fact because, like, I understand, like, it's kind of hard to guard people now and there's, like, you know, integrity and space when you want to land on people and not land on people. But, like, bro, if I'm down there and I'm getting beat up and it really don't look like it because I'm just bigger than these guys, that don't make it not a foul. Thanks. <laughs> You're still fouling me. You got to give me something like, damn, I'm being aggressive. And I'm on a torn meniscus. Like, come on. Protect the player. Protect the asset, please. And thank you. Hello. They was giving Trey Young more calls than Joel Embiid. I, that's something I never hit. Trey Young wasn't even an all-star. They gave Trey Young a push-off that he pushed off of, and he went to the line to shoot two off of. 
ain't never seen no shit like that, man. Like that's the type of shit that really made the game kind of be looked at funny because like you can't you can't be that inconsistent, especially when it's that obvious of stuff. Like it was so blatant in that series, bro. I ain't never seen nothing like that. I ain't never seen nothing like that. I also never seen nobody be as cozy with like one sock on running around and shit as D Book. Like he one sock cozy out there against the Clippers, bro. Doing whatever he want. One, two, three dribbles, snaking, picking rolls, fucking showing niggas he got dimes. Like, I'm like, oh. Not a whole world want to be a fan of the book show. So I'm going to ask you, who you think going to get the chip now? I mean, I'm a Suns fan now. Go Suns. Let's go D-Book. Well, my guy Um, say Suns and four. Suns and four. That was so fucking dope by D-Book, though. Um, But yeah, man, I got Suns, man. I got the the Suns winning that. But I got some, I got. You said what? Winning oh, they winning the chip. They winning both series chip, all that. Ain't yeah. nobody in the East winning nothing. The Bucks nor the Hawks. Bro, bro I hope the Hawks beat the Bucks. <laughs> so y'all can say y'all lost to the team that went to the finals. Yup, I like that. That'll help me. I like that. I like help my that. recovery process. Yeah, you are gonna have to do something. You gotta, you gotta like watch some different shit, do something because y'all. I'm off on basketball for a little bit though. Only at work. Well, you got your Eagles coming up. I don't know. Those that's up in the air. I don't even really want to think about it. I I need a break. Like I need a break from Philly sports because the disappointment back to back is really tearing me up inside. I lose Carson Wentz last year, and now we below the number one overall seed and don't even make it to the conference finals back to back. They spun the block and did that to me. Y'all fraudulent. So what are you watching now? I don't even know. I'm watching Martin reruns. That's what I'm doing. I mean, the Olympics coming up. That is very true. Forgot about that. You forgot about the Olympics. You can watch. Forgot that. about. Forgot my. Forgot my real sport coming back. Forgot. I just, I just want the record show. This is why this nigga thinks that pro models are not what they're supposed. But keep going. <laughs> keep going. We didn't even, we didn't even get into that. Why you want to bring up old shit? Why you want to bring up old shit? You a child? I'm just saying, you a child. You didn't even have to bring that up though. That was last week's shit. What happened? What I did? No, I just thought when you said like Gallinari and I had flashbacks, red shit, like hot red. <laughs> like, oh shit. I, I really hate you, yo. Like, not red hair, like flying around type shit. I'm talking about red sneaks. You speaking of red hair, you know, Shakari Richardson, dog, goat. What baby, Man, what she- baby say to my name as a baby goat? Look, look, bro. She was at the Olympic trials this weekend. She might as well be at BK. <laughs> she was having it her way. <laughs> she was having it her way, bro. Like for her to run 10, uh, for her to run 10-8 and really dust the whole field and, and for there to not even be any sort of type of competition with her at that meet is crazy. And the fact that she was able to do this a week 
after her biological mother passed away? That's crazy, bro. And like people, you know, especially in the track world, like track world is very, very pretentious and and they don't really like the overconfident cocky person all the time, especially like Usain Bolt received that flack a lot, especially when he was first, his first Olympics and he was, you know, the fastest man in the world. He received a lot of flack for being so boisterous. And Shakari Richardson is getting the same type of vibes from track fans because it's like, they don't really like that. But at the same time, and I said the same thing, you know, with Cam Newton. If you don't like the way that they celebrate, then stop them from winning. At the end of the day, stop them from winning. And if you can't, then you're just going to have to suck it up because that's, look, they put in the work. They put in the time to be able to do some stuff that they're doing to run these times, especially Shakari, like LSU product. She from Dallas, uh, she from Dallas, Texas. I know Miles is going to enjoy that. You're welcome, Miles. There you go. I gave you your shout out. Man, that nigga Miles. Like, no. Exactly. But it's all right. It's cool. It's cool. But no, like, she's really a dog, bro. And also shout out to Allison Felix, man. Like, Allison Felix being able to make it to her fifth Olympics, which is something that, you know, nobody's really ever done. Be, being able to go to five Olympics, that's a record. And then, you know, her also being able to break the uh, the world record for, you know, having the most medals if she's able to medal in her fifth Olympics. That's crazy. Also, after she just had a child and everybody thought as soon as she had the child, she was going to retire, just like Sonya Richards Ross did. But that's not the case. That's not what happened. Um, you know, she's, she was she was um, able to fight through that. But then also she's been doing stuff to advocate for black women, which has been crazy. You know, her having her pregnancy and the things that she went through during her pregnancy and how black women have been mistreated while during their pregnancies, um, especially in hospitals, she, you know, amplified the voices of those black women because she had gone through it, which was really tough to see. So it's nice to see that the Olympics this year will be showcasing um, very strong um, and very dominant black women in Shakari Richardson, Allison Felix, and not to mention, obviously, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. But can't wait for the Olympics to pop off. Hopefully, everybody stays COVID-free during that Olympics as well. Um, but I guess that's just to be determined, my man. Uh, who? Wait, wait, wait. The James Harden rules sliding through on niggas? And niggas Yo. I'm just saying, look, James Harden rules crazy. Ain't nobody can say nothing about James Harden. Daryl Morey, you mean? You already know what to do, my guy. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. Man. Why the fuck